you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and we show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back from break. I guess you could say it was a break. Uh, last weekend, I had the opportunity to be part of a of a conference that we put together at our church, and I, re- I really wanted to focus on that, and um, I went ahead and took the weekend off of the Cajun Conservative Show. I was busy. I I really um I was <laughs> I was busy from Friday night onward to uh to Sunday morning when I had the chance just to sit down and rest a little bit and um and we had a good time for the conference. Uh preached a good message in my humble opinion. Uh five loaves and two fishes, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I ministered on and that was the sermon uh about the 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 miracle of feeding of the five thousand. Um, I went ahead and preached that on Saturday night, and also at the conference. Just had a real good time. The Lord moved mightily. Uh, we had we had some fun for that Saturday with games and all that good stuff. Uh, had a real real like I said, this is a real good time. I have to give a good shout out. Uh, well, a shout out to my friend, my brother Scott Ford from the Scott Ford Show. For filling in, uh, when I called him, he was he was happy to do it, and he did a phenomenal job. If you have not heard that episode yet, you should go listen to it. And uh, he did my 200 episode. This is 201. And ladies and gentlemen, that's like I said, I gotta apologize. I wasn't here. Um, the Lord, you know, the Lord called me to preach, and that's like I said, I wanted to focus on that. I think I know, I know you, my lovely audience, understands that. Um. And, you know, just, just to miss a milestone like that. But I, I heard the episode. He did a great job. He did a good job filling in for the 200 episode. And now we're on the north side of 200. And that is a great milestone. You know, the average podcast episode runs to about 30 episodes. Um, Someone surviving on YouTube for as long as we have. Someone has... the um. Uh, you know, starting off a Rumble channel and, and spreading this this show abroad. Last time we checked, we was on the north side of the top fifty podcasts according to Feedspot on conservative podcasts in America. This show has grown tremendously, and even on this episode, we have we are airing our first uh, sponsorship ads uh, thanks to Cajun Cards. They are they they become a sponsor of this podcast and you're going to hear their ads from this episode uh until you know until until they tell us to stop apparently but uh but no cajun cards we want to thank scotty gidry and this show is growing and to to see this this show on this side of 200 and hitting 201 is a milestone for us and I, i want to thank you the audience because without you, none of this would have been possible. You know, you you listening and you bringing up the numbers and all that stuff. It wouldn't. It would not be possible for us to be on this side of two hundred. And um, I have great plans for the show. We have great plans for brothers just searching. Uh, BGS Media is starting to move forward, and and that's that's what we want. We want this thing to grow. And one of the reasons is hopefully one day I could do this podcast like Dan Bongino and um, Matt Walsh and all these other guys that we we admire here at the show, we could do this full time. That is one of our goals. And to do that, you know, we, we will 
to we need financing and stuff like that. And we're working on all that. Um, so, but the Lord has blessed us. The Lord has used us and the Lord is, is moving forward. And, uh, look, if you want to help the show, you can go into the description. We have a way to, to help, uh, to help the show grow. And if you want to do that, but the biggest way to help the show grow is by hitting that subscribe button or the follow button, depending on the platform you're listening on or watching on that helps out. And also telling a friend word of mouth goes a long way. Um, a lot of companies spend money with advertising. A lot of companies spend money with billboards, but you can never beat the word of mouth. I, I remember working in retail. I had a, um, I had a, we, we were talking about this, this, this topic. And one of my managers told me, he said, look, you can never beat the word of mouth. You know, you can do everything great for five years, 10 years, 20 years. It don't matter. But one bad experience can turn that all around. And we see that with cancel culture right now. Um, you know, the prime example, Bud Light. Bud Light did something, in my opinion, stupid. And they, you know, look look at the look at the backlash that they're having. Because of one mistake, they lost billions. Well, millions. Excuse me. Um, and then you have, you know, like Target. Target putting pride material in the front and people saying, you know, we're not going to shop at Target. And these are people that weeks at a time will spend hundreds of dollars at Target. Now they're losing that they've lost millions of dollars. So one, and look, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, with the pride issue, whatever. I'm just using those as an example. One mistake can cost you a lot of money. So we're and, and the the end that note just to say word of mouth goes a long way. Word of mouth goes a long way and it helps out this show. It helps out brothers just searching. This is why we ask for our subscriptions. This is why we ask you to watch and this is ask, this is why we ask you to share the show wherever you're at. And th this helps out a lot. But again, you know, two hundred episodes and now hitting two hundred and one. Um Great accomplishment, great accomplishment. And uh, I just want to thank you, the audience. Like I said, it would not be possible without you. And I appreciate you more than you know. So just want to go ahead and let that be heard. Um, so let, let's go ahead and start um, start the show because there was a lot of things that happened this week. There were some things that happened while I was gone. Uh, they're not in a new cycle no more because of recent events. And I want to go ahead and... Uh, and talk about these things that have happened recently that I feel that show we're still part of a tutorial justice system. And I want to start off by asking who is the special counsel to that is investigating president Joe Biden's document case, which is the only thing they can, they, that this special counsel that is supposedly working to, uh, to, to see what happened with the top secret documents that were left in the garage by the Corvette. And I, I get a lot of debate on this with TikTok, especially when I make a video talking about the Biden, uh, the, the Hunter, uh, not the Hunter, but yeah, the Hunter case and the, the Hunter case and also the, you know, the Biden document situation. And they will say, well, Trump, knew he had it and Trump refused to give it. And I say, well, Biden did as well. And they say, no, Biden willingly gave him up. And I say, after six years, 
We also know that the special counsel for the Biden document case has only spent a measly million something dollars into his investigation, and there is no sign of him talking to the president anytime soon. But I just want to ask you, the audience, if you know this, because, and look, his name is Robert Hurd, H-U-R, and he is that special counsel. Now, you won't, a lot of people would not know this because I had to look it up and I'm big into politics. I look, I know a lot of things that are going on in the political realm locally, statewide and nationally, because I'm always listening. I'm always reading. I'm always doing something like that. But I had to look this guy up and I had to, I was wondering who this special counsel was. Now, like I said, if you, the audience don't know, don't feel bad. I didn't know at first. But why am I bringing this up? Because, ladies and gentlemen, this week we had another indication that Donald Trump probably is going to be indicted again for a third time this year alone. Now, we already know that there's a grand jury that is in Georgia. I think they're in Atlanta as well. Donald Trump will get indicted in Georgia as well for election tampering. We already know this. We already know that he's going to get um, get indicted and we know why. And I'm going to explain a little bit, a little bit more a little later on, but Donald Trump, there is an indication that Donald Trump probably will be indicted by the same prosecutor that looked into his document case, which is Jack Smith. And that's why I asked you who was the special counsel in the Biden pro, because everybody knows who Jack Smith is. The media has lifted up Jack Smith as this great hero that he's the one that's going to take down the big, Orange man. Remember, it was Al, uh, Al, uh, Andy Briggs or Alvin Briggs, uh, the DA from from New York, that you know that that took the first step into indicting the president in New York in this state case, which was really a federal case, but they brought it down and they raised misdemeanors to felonies. Remember, they did that totally opposite with Biden, uh, Hunter Biden. They took felonies and made a misdemeanor so he would not go to jail and get a sweetheart deal. We know this by whistleblowers that are coming out that are saying, hey, the DOJ and the FBI took it easy. Even the IRS, they went ahead and, and stopped everything. We got whistleblower testimony this week that confirms this. We also got a whistleblower that has been indicted just so happened after Hunter Biden. He explains what happened with Hunter Biden and Brisma. Uh, you 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 have you're having all these indictments come around, but going back to Trump, Trump gets a letter this week from Jack Smith, and he says that he is the target of the investigation going into January 6th. What happened on January 6th? Well, we know that Donald Trump, excuse me, allergies. <laughs> um, we know that Donald Trump. He went ahead and he participated in Stop the Steel rally that happened on January 6th. This was, this was, and the result of that was the Capitol riot. A lot of my other friends in the media or my counterparts will call it an insurrection. You can call it whatever you want. I call it a Capitol riot. But Jack Smith is looking into this, just not looking. I thought Jack Smith was just looking into the documents case because this was jack smith was the lead investigator on doc, the uh, the documents that donald trump had and, and and like i said so he jack smith sends a letter to donald trump saying look you're the target of the january 6th investigation we're looking into you buddy we believe you 
started January 6th. We, we believe you're the one that went ahead and incited violence, and you're the one that's going to go to jail for it because you called all your supporters to Washington, D.C., and you told them to rush to the Capitol. Which is false, ladies and gentlemen. We, we know it's false because Donald Trump, in his speech, said, let's go, let's march to the Capitol. He did say that. But he also said, let's go peacefully and patriotically make our voices heard. That's what Donald Trump did. Also, we know from the last town hall that CNN had with Donald Trump, which Donald Trump embarrassed the host of that uh, of that uh, town hall meeting, where she was making the claims that Donald Trump did not say nothing until his video released on Twitter. He said, when I got my Twitter back, we went back and picked up all the tweets that was deleted that we couldn't get because we didn't know we needed him. And around 2.30, I believe Eastern Standard Time, Donald Trump went on Twitter and said, look, we're the, we're the party of law. We're the party of peace. We should not be doing what we're doing. One of several tweets, apparently, that Donald Trump sent out during January 6th. But Jack Smith is, is still going to go ahead. It's funny how Jack Smith started this investigation, oh, a few measly, maybe five months ago. And all of a sudden, he has two indictments on Donald Trump. He has an indictment on his document case, and he also got the he also got the, um, the 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 case for January six to get indicted. It's funny how they found all this evidence, but it must be nice when you have oh close to ten million dollars to go ahead and investigate all this while the while the special counsel Robert Hur is using a measly under $2 million to look into the Biden document case where he was told, if you remember, I came on the show and talked about it, where he was told, hey, you should not go, you know, just look at those documents. Don't look at nothing else. Don't look at Burisma. Don't look at Ukraine. Don't look at uh, China. Only look at the document case. That was the instructions for the special counsel into the Biden probe. But Donald Trump, Jack Smith has a free range. He can look into January 6th. He can look into uh, to the, di uh, the documents. Shoot, he can go ahead and look at how Donald Trump clips his toenails. He probably got his private investigator and will indict Donald Trump because he clipped his wrong toenail on the wrong day at the wrong hour. It is possible Red Jack Smith has all this. He has a free range to go ahead and investigate Trump. We might see another indictment of Donald Trump by Jack Smith but for, for waving to the crowd when Secret Service told him not to. We don't, we don't know. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this indictment is just showing that we have a tutorial justice system. I mentioned it earlier. Hunter Biden, there's whistleblowers that are on Capitol Hill right now. They, they, they went ahead and uh, talked Wednesday and confirmed a lot what the Republicans believe. We have a whistleblower that is in hiding because the, the DOJ just indicted him. And he said they told him they were coming after him after he comes out, after he comes out and says, hey, I have information on Hunter Biden. They say, oh, you didn't register being a foreign agent, which Hunter Biden had did the exact same thing. He didn't register. But you, you have Hunter Biden sitting in the White House smoking crack, possibly, allegedly. While this man's on the run because he don't know when the DOJ is going to catch up with him. And, and, and the, the whistleblower yesterday, I, I don't have his name in front of me, but was his identity was hidden until yesterday on Wednesday, July 19th. And ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you have these people that are running for their lives because they're they talking about Hunter Biden, but you have Hunter Biden, again, possibly smoking crack in the White House. 
and living at the White House by doing crimes and getting a slap on the slap on the hand wrist and saying, hey, you're good. You're, you're fine. And ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's just sad where our country has come. Jack Smith is held up as a hero. While you have an investigator that people don't even know his name. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the White House is trying to claim with all these indictments and all this stuff that it is replacing. It, it claims that it has, it claims rule of law has been restored after DOJ targets Trump. So the White House press secretary, Green Jean-Pierre, claimed President Joe Biden restore the rule of law just hours after former President Donald Trump announced being a target in the Justice Department in the January 6th probe. That is from Breitbart. Ladies and gentlemen, is is the is the White House is the did the president really restore the law rule of law after Donald Trump left? It's kind of funny he is ta he, he is ignoring laws at the southern border. He is ignoring laws when it comes to other th his son and other things. But he restored the rule of law because he placed Donald Trump. He, in his eyes, he has put Donald Trump in his place with his DOJ. Ladies and gentlemen, this indictment this week, this the statement that they, they they that the rule of law has been restored, is a bunch of baloney. Why do I say that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's funny how the one that they're restoring law to, with air quotes, are is his chief political rival. Donald Trump is winning poll after poll after poll, and ladies and gentlemen, that is all thanks to the Democrat Party. Why do I say that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, this story right here, when I heard that Donald Trump was possibly be back indicted and he was the target of another investigation and that the indictment possibly was coming, I text the guest host of last week, I, uh, 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 Scott Ford, I couldn't remember his name, um, Scott, I text Scott and said, Scott, you know, when I read stories like this, I think about being, a, I think about supporting Donald Trump. I am a DeSantis uh, supporter. Me and Scott does difference on who's who we think is better for the nation, but we still talk and we still give it, we still bounce off our opinions. Scott Scott went ahead and said Scott gave me a thumbs up and I was like no I'm thinking but it, it goes to a good point. How many you know the Democrats are trying so hard to take out Donald Trump, they're trying so hard, but all their efforts always bring Donald Trump's poll numbers up. Why? Because ladies and gentlemen, people see this as a political attack, not as a rule of law, as a White House claims. They look at this as a political attack and they think that they think that Biden is using the DOJ, FBI, the IRS and other government 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 uh, entities that to, to try to stop Donald Trump. And guess what? He, I believe he's right. I, I, you know, I believe that's right. I believe that the, the people are seeing that, that, that Biden is using his government influence as the 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 the, uh, the, the commander in chief. To stop Donald Trump. And that's why Donald Trump numbers keep going up. Because, ladies and gentlemen, people look at this as political attacks, not as the rule of law being restored. If it was, Donald Trump's numbers would be going down. This also goes to the the, the question that if if Joe Biden is the most voted president in ever, why isn't the country supporting supporting what they're the, the DOJ and ever them doing to Donald Trump? Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has a good lead over Ron DeSantis and over all the other candidates, Tim Scott and whoever else. And the Democrats can thank themselves.
Because I've already said this. You know how the best way to beat Donald Trump is to not talk about him. Leave him alone. Donald Trump can, Donald Trump makes news on his own when he tweets and all that stuff. But if you go ahead and stop the investigations, if you go ahead and you stop talking about him 24-7, his poll numbers are probably going to go down. This is all free publicity. And it feeds to the narrative that he's pushing out there that, look, they're after me. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I've said this on TikTok when it, right when the news came out. If Donald Trump, if they're after Donald Trump this hard, I wonder what he has on, on the establishment. Because like I said, it's making me wonder, hey, should we support this man or not? Because if everybody's going after him, he might be good for the country. Who knows? I've already said, if, if, he's, the, if he's the Republican nominee, I'm going to vote for him. So we're going to have to wait and see. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a few moments. How you doing, everyone? Isaac Case here, host of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Are you in the market for a new or used golf cart? Look no further. Cajun Carts has the carting companion you're looking for. Located at 3023 Northwest Evangelist Thruway, Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun Cart is your authorized club car, Easy Go, Crushman, and Gloria dealer in the Lafayette area. When dealing with Cajun Carts, you're not only purchasing a product or a service, but you're also investing in the name. Serving the Acadiana area since 2003, Cajun Cart prides itself on its superb customer service, top-notch rental, and best-in-class inventory. Give Cajun Carts a call today at 337-896-3411 to explore the options for your next carting adventures. You also can look them up on the web at CajunCarts.com. We want to thank Scotty Gidry and Cajun Carts for their generous support of this program. Cleansed and made us whole. Not one hook, not one soul. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservatives Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the state of Louisiana, I am proud of. Republicans in Louisiana have done something right for the first time in a long while. Now we know that the, the 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 Republicans in our state, in this in this great state of Louisiana, is they are handicapped in some way, shape, or form because of the governor of Louisiana. But we know that the Republican Party here in the state of Louisiana has veto power, both in the House and the Senate, to override a governor veto, and they have done it. In a rare move. Uh, it, this is according to Daily Wire. Louisiana lawmakers override Democrat governor's veto of child sex change ban in rare vote. So the way we do this here in Louisiana, I don't know about every other state, but I know in Louisiana, if the governor vetoes something, automatically it goes to a veto session. And for the, this is the third straight year that the Louisiana Senate and House congressional leaders have went into veto session because the governor has vetoed something. Uh, it was, I believe, last year they had two main bills that the reason they went into veto session. Well, this year it was this bill. If you remember early in the year, we talked about State Senator Fred Mills, who who is my state senator. And look, I, ha I have to admit this and because people might hold this over my head, but 
at the time when he ran, I thought Fred was a good candidate and I voted for him for state Senate. Um, but now Fred has backstabbed every Republican. He is not running again. This is why I've come on the podcast and said we need to elect conservatives like Blake Miguez, who is running for my uh uh, Senate seat. We have scheduled Blake. Blake will be on the show to talk about his conservative views and his vision for Louisiana. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, going back to that, uh, but but Fred Mills stopped this bill in his committee. It went through another committee, which went to the Senate floor. The Senate floor passed it. The House passed it. And it went to the governor's desk. And the governor, no surprisingly, said he would veto it. Um, he, I, he made a whole litany statement about he was going to look at it and all. No. I knew he was going to veto this, but he vetoed it because according to him, he believed that this is an issue in Louisiana and it, it, we have not had a transgender surgery that we that I'm aware of here in the state of Louisiana. But the governor was like, hey, this isn't a problem. So why make a law stopping it? Um, it's the same reason when you see a rattlesnake 20 feet away, you either run the opposite way or you take care of the rattlesnake. Now, there might be some of my snake loving friends out there. I'm not I'm not promoting hurting animals. I'm just saying, you know, it's the same thing in Louisiana. We see a cotton mouth. We don't think twice. We grab a shovel or a shotgun. And, you know, because cotton mouths are are uh, are very dangerous snakes here in the state of Louisiana. So, you know, you see it 20 minutes away, 20, 20 feet away. You ah, that snake ain't a problem. But the snake's slithering to the park. I'm going to worry about it when it gets to the park. No, you, the governor, the governor, that was a, the cr a crop out that the governor was saying so he wouldn't have to veto. Why? Because the state of Louisiana people might say, well, he's pro-life, he's pro-gun. Besides those two things, he's woke as, woke as any other Democrat governor out there. John Bell Edwards is not a good governor for the state of Louisiana. And look, he's in his last terms. I... I'm leaning towards Jeff Landry, but at the same time, I have invited other gubernatorial candidates on here. We, we're trying to schedule some to talk. We, I'm, I'm going to probably be meeting some in a couple of days because there's, a, well, I say a couple of, uh, about a month or some because, because there's a big event that's around my neighborhood and I'm, I'm having the pleasure of going. But it, it just, it, you, you go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, this governor's woke. And this is why we need a good conservative governor. But going back to this veto, um, the bill called Stop Harming Our Kids Act will prevent doctors from performing transgender procedures like double uh, chromas on girls who identify as a boys and administ administering public blockers or cross-sexing hormones for children. Um, it, it did pass, like I said, it, it passed the House side 75-23 to override the veto with 69 Republicans being joined by six Democrats in the Senate. Lawmakers voted 28-11 to 11 to adopt the measure. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is against the law to have for minors, I have to say this correctly, for minors to not have transgender surgeries. And see, this is one thing on the left as well. Um, we restrict... Um, Kid, uh, young people from buying handguns. We we restrict um, young people from driving cars until a certain age. We restrict, we, you know, the drink alcohol. We restrict for smoking. The, the government goes ahead and is okay with people restricting things that are going to hurt children. Except on this, the left will go ahead and say, well, you got to let them have their mind open. You got to let them think for themselves. You got to... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, from 10 to 18, kids, kids don't know what they want. 
If you ask a 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 years old, hey, what's your plans for your future? They will tell you one week they're doing something and the next they're doing something else. Well, Isaac, you sound like you know what you're talking about. I, I'm a youth minister. I, I kind of, I talk to young people on a regular basis. But ladies and gentlemen, it goes to the point that some of these, some of these kids are confused about the, what they want to do for the future. So ladies and gentlemen, you have these people, you have, you have these people that are advocating that minors have a life alternate chain of surgery. It is, it, it's bonkers to me. And I think Louisiana did right, especially the, the right on the, the lawmakers that are on the right on this case. They went, they, they look, we, we've seen a problem that is happening all over the nation. Let's tackle it now before it becomes an issue. But according to the governor and some in the Republican Party, they want to go ahead, and I'm talking about Fred Mills, kick the can down the road or trust the doctor's instinct in that patient. So, and like that, the reason I say this too, because you're gonna have people on the left. The first, the only thing they're gonna say is that Louisiana, over, the, the Louisiana legislature overrides a veto that bans transgender surgery. You have to laugh. Oh my goodness, they take it away. All right. No, if you're an adult and 18 years old and you want that, hey, you're you are an adult. You can do that. But having kids make the decision, no, it shouldn't be that way. All right, moving on. Oh, let me go ahead and get to my notes. Um, we talked about the whistleblower earlier, and this is a this is a funny uh, story that I saw, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Comey says FBI veteran confirms key whistle, uh, whistleblower claims from Hunter Biden case. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. A former FBI su uh, surveillance agent confirmed key aspect of the whistleblower's testimony about a federal investigation of President Joe Biden's son Hunter Biden, according to top Republicans. House Oversight Committee Chairman Jim Comey said a uh, said the uh, FBI veteran participated in a transcript interview with his panel on Monday, just two days before the pair of uh, International Reserve agent servants whistleblowers are set to testify about the inquiry. Uh, so what was going on right here, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, as I said, June 19th, we talked about it in the last segment a little bit. There was a Senate committee hearing and Jim, uh, Jim Jordan and a few other lawmakers share the live stream. They wanted people to see it. I didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, work. I have to pay the bills. <laughs> so, uh, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. And Jim Comey and all these people that had these whistleblowers and these whistleblowers were telling stories of, of what happened in the Hunter Biden case. And what I'm hearing in the articles that I've seen it was very revealing. Now the Democrats have thrown that I've said, this is all hogwash, which goes to a point. It's funny how anything against Hunter Biden is political. The only reason the Republicans are doing this is to get at Biden and get at his family because they don't want Biden. This is all political. They don't want Biden for president. It's all political, but indicting Donald Trump multiple times is not political. This is justice. It's justice. It's we, we have to have justice in the rule of law for everybody. Remember Nancy Pelosi? Nobody's above the law unless you're a Democrat and you're Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. All right, moving on, though. But they had this whistleblower, and there was a lot of key things. But one of the things that came out before the hearing was this article where this FBI says the night before the uh, the night before the interview of Hunter Biden, both Secret Service, uh, both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transit team was tipped off. We don't funny how they got tipped off. 
uh, about the planned interview. Comey added, on the day of the Hunter Biden interview, federal agents were told to stand by and could not approach Hunter Biden. They had to wait for his call as a result of the charge in plan, change in plan. The IRS, the FBI criminal investigators never got to interview Hunter Biden as part of the interview. Such claims line up with testimonies from the IRS officials supervising super, uh, Special Agent Gary Sharpley. Sh uh, Sh uh, Sharply, and a whistleblower ex, who we now know the identity, this is an old article, who made the disclaimer to the House Ways and Means Committee that they were released to the public last month. Plans by Shipley and the FBI supervising agent jo Joe Gordon to interview young Biden in early 2020, November 2020, shortly after the presidential election was allegedly disrupted and gave way to the Biden announcing publicly that he was under investigation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we don't live in a tutorial justice system. Somehow or another, Biden got tipped off. And it was told to Hunter Biden, hey, the Secret Service and other people, hey, don't don't say nothing. They called him. They told him to stand down. Ladies and gentlemen, anything that, that everything that Hunter Biden did, if, an, if a regular American citizen would have done, would have been put, uh, excuse me, would have been put in jail. It's that simple. Remember, I talked about the rapper that lied to get a gun. He went to jail for like three years. Hunter Biden got a slap on the wrist. And it's funny how things happen. When Hunter Biden started, when they started this investigation, they wanted to talk to Hunter Biden. And I, nope, you can't talk to him. And they apparently they still haven't talked to him. Ladies and gentlemen, don't we live in a tutorial justice system now? And this is why the Democrats are upset about these whistleblowers. And like I said, I'm always going to bring this out because remember you that are on the left that listen to this show, you're going to tell me, oh, whistleblowers, all these whistleblowers are biased. They just don't like Hunter Biden. They don't like Joe Biden. No, oh, these whistleblowers, they, oh, these whistleblowers are criminals. All these whistleblowers, I, I even had one doesn't say that to me on TikTok. All these, all your whistleblowers, they're criminals. IRS agents and FBI agents are criminals. No, the one that didn't, that didn't register as a foreign agent. Oh, like Hunter Biden did. And they, 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 the left all goes ahead and says, oh, these whistleblowers. You're making too much of these whistleblowers. But when Donald Trump had a whistleblower, one or two whistleblowers come out and say, hey, we're doing something about Donald Trump. You had seen in Blackening News, whistleblower comes out and accused Donald Trump of something. It's kind of funny how it's funny how whistleblowers are credible witnesses when Donald Trump was in office. But now that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden is facing whistleblowers, it's not that important. Now, and like I said, these whistleblowers is going to be a is a thorn in the Biden administration's side. All right, so uh, I want to talk about Biden economics. You've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot about the Biden economics. Uh, Donald, uh, Joe Biden has been plastering all over Twitter charts of how the market is is uh, is, is booming. The economy is on a. He says we're building the economy from the bottom on up and from inward on out. And ladies and gentlemen, if he's talking really at the bottom, he really did. He really mad at the bottom. Because if you remember the first uh, the first year uh, Joe Biden was in there, our our inflation went through the roof. It peaked out at nine point one. That's really starting at the bottom. We're gonna raise the inflation rate for you, the American citizen, to suffer, and then we're gonna put you way at the bottom. Now we're gonna build you up by lowering down 
uh, inflation, like inflation, I think inflation's hit like at 6.2, 6.3, what right now. And all my friends on the left, they will say, well, Isaac, you're not talking about the inflation going down. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about it because he brought it up to begin with. It, it, it's kind of like this, okay? It's like it's like you causing a problem. You're cleaning it up. And you say, look, I cleaned up the problem, but you're the one that started the problem. But you have you have been having this 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 uh this little catchphrase the Biden economics, and Biden yes like I said have been has been going on Twitter and other places and saying, oh my economy's good my economy's great my economy's growing we have the more jobs than we ever did before we have the higher wages than ever before and and ladies and gentlemen if you follow politics anyway shape or form you're gonna know that that is a hunk of baloney. And Biden has been taken, has been called on that. By, President Biden took to Twitter Monday to tweet about his economical policies and the impact Biden economics um, was having the workers' wage over the last two years. His self praise was short lived, however, as Twitter fact checkers said it contains a faulty error. This was the tweet. Right now, real wages for the average American worker is higher than it was before the pandemic. With lower wages, workers seeing the largest gains, the president wrote on Twitter. That's Biden economic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but when Trump was in office, um, people were getting paid. People wages were going up. The inflation was at 1.2. And people were prospering. See, a lot of people, all they remember of Donald Trump, of his bad economical plans, was that he tweeted mean tweets. And that he, 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 he was a big, bad orange man. And he... Donald Trump was so wrong for this country, but our gas prices were under two dollars up here in Louisiana, and they were uh, they were under three dollars in a lot of places. We had the economy growing at a fast rate, which is kind of funny. The left was saying, "Oh, the, the economy growing fast could lead us into a recession." Uh, we weren't in a recession like right now, because I, I still tell people, "Man, with negative two GDP growth, and we have been, we haven't been getting good GDP growth. We're we're kind of in somewhat of a semi recession. We're not going to talk about it. Nope. Biden Biden's economy, Biden economics. Hey, if you want to hey, Biden economics, that's good. Let's call it that because he owns this. Twitter community notes added content for reader that said the tweet claim about real raises contain, uh, contains a faulty error. On 3-15-20, when U.S. COVID lockdown began, real raises adjust for inflation. AF, we were 11.15. As of 7-16-23, real raises of AF are 11.05. The Twitter note continued. It added real wages. AFI remains lower, not higher, than before the pandemic. Uh, several users co commented on a tweet pointing out that the inflation has risen to a historical high under the Biden administration. The Republican Party responded, since Biden took office, real wages are down 3%. That is the real Biden economics. And ladies and gentlemen, I quoted, I quoted uh, the the Twitter first. first. Remember Twitter? Of course, Elon Musk got it now. The left's like, oh, Elon Musk is going to lie to it. Lie and everything, but um, this article also says in June, Biden claimed he cut the deficit by 1.7, which the Washington Post rated highly misleading. And the claim was similarly uh, uh, scrutinized by fact checkers. He also taunted the impact of his new 988-988 suicide hotline, which was signed into law by former President Trump and previously said healthcare was at on the right, was a right, not a privilege in this country. Twitter community notes said Biden has never publicly supported 
universal health care or Medicaid for all and has suggested he would veto bills that implement such a system. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Biden economics is the is the economy doing well? No, the dial is dropping. The net quick is dropping, dropping all the, all this stuff's dropping. And he's saying that wages are higher than before the pandemic. No, they're not. Ladies and gentlemen, people are suffering. There's more and more people that are trying to get on the food stamps or the uh, EBT. There, there's more people trying to get Medicaid. There, there's, America is in a bad place. But instead of the president opening up, opening up and being honest about this stuff, he's going to go ahead and say, nope, I, I have the greatest economy since uh, well before the pandemic, which we know when the pandemic really hit in the, the beginning of January 2020. The only reason I know that is I made a statement on Brothers Just Searching at the time saying that 2020 was going to be special. And boy, I was not wrong. And I'm not talking about special in a good way. All of us want to forget 2020. But before 2020 and 2019, the economy was at its high. Let's say it like this. It took a, a national disaster or a pandemic to bring down Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wouldn't, if, if COVID wouldn't have happened in 2020, Donald Trump still would be president this day. And we'd probably be talking about a president DeSantis and whoever's running in the Democratic side. But ladies and gentlemen, it took a pandemic to bring down Donald Trump. And the only reason it took the pandemic because Donald Trump wanted to keep the economy open and the Democrats and some Republicans are like, nope, we need to shut down the economy. And that's why the jobs tanked like they did because the pandemic caused people to lose their jobs or to get laid off. But you have Biden, in which I knew they were going to do. You have Biden talking about their Biden economics. Now, he has more jobs created than any other president. Um, he's forgetting that little stat of 2020 when he wasn't president and that he probably was one of them that said, hey, we need to shut down the economy to save the world and to save the United States from everybody dying under, dying under this president. Which they forget to... They, it's funny how the count number automatically turned off the TVs or Fox News and CNN when President Biden got into office. So the debt count didn't matter no more. But ladies and gentlemen, President Biden taunting that he has raised the wages and he has he has more jobs that, that's all baloney president biden's economical plans and Bi president biden's um spending because look it has been announced that he's going to cut almost 800 billion dollars in loans which the, the supreme court has already said he can't do but he going he, he already said i'm going to defy the supreme court and i'm going to find a loop around to go ahead and forgive you the students 800 billion dollars of student loans which is going into the total of the debt, but that's okay. He got three trillion, four trillion extra dollars to spend on the debt. So I guess he thinks he can just hey forgive them, forgive them debts. We'll put it on that. Ladies and gentlemen, this president, are, you have to ask the question: Are you better now than you were before Biden got into office? And majority of you, the listener, will probably say no. You were not better. And look, I don't want to hear people on the left say, oh, well, Donald Trump was worse because Donald Trump did mean tweets. I would, I would gladly take a mean tweet to get a $1.79 a gallon gas back right now. And ladies and gentlemen, it, Biden's economical plans are failing America. And with, with, like I said, look, the inflation went to 9.1, the highest it's been since Jimmy Carter. The, 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 the people are suffering. More people are looking for government assistance because they can't pay their bills and buy their food. Groceries are up. But according to Biden, we're A-OK. -okay. If we was in a socialistic country, 
you could agree with Biden. We were a-okay, but we're not. We're in America. And people are suffering. And it's all because of the man that's sitting in the White House right now. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few moments. How you doing, everyone? Isaac Case here, host of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Are you in the market for a new or used golf cart? Look no further. Cajun Carts has the carting companion you're looking for. Located at 3023 Northwest Evangelist Thruway, Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun Cart is your authorized club car, easy go, Crushman, and Gloria dealer in the Lafayette area. When dealing with Cajun Carts, you're not only purchasing a product or a service, but you're also investing in the name. Serving the Acadiana area since 2003, Cajun Cart prides itself on its superb customer service, top-notch rental, and best-in-class inventory. Give Cajun Carts a call today at 337-896-3411 to explore the options for your next carting adventures. You also can look them up on the web at CajunCarts.com. We want to thank Scotty Gidry and Cajun Carts for their generous support of this program. Alright everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. Um, so this is an older story, but I was told this by a listener and i thought i should go ahead and bring this out um biden authorized military to call reserves to active duty to support ukraine in war uh president joe biden on thursday this was of last week issued an executive order authorizing the pentagon to call reserves to active duty for effect conduct of u.s military support to ukraine i i thought and this is just me. You know, I, I I thought the president said we were not going to send troops to Ukraine to support their war of Russia. Now, we know this war has been going on a year. We know at the G7 summit, Zelensky, uh, well, no, not the G7, the NATO meeting, Zelensky uh, showed up and Zelensky was like, I want to be part of NATO. You need to make me part of NATO. Biden even said, look, it's not a good time for you to be part of NATO, but Ukraine wants to be part of NATO. Now, they, have, they accepted Turkey and other countries, but Zelensky, for some reason, is, is fighting to get in NATO, and he's using President Biden for a reason. Now, I believe there's something shady going on in the backwoods because, you know, President Biden has been proven through whistleblowers and through other investigations that the Biden family has racked up millions upon millions of dollars. And some of that was done in Ukraine. And it's funny how Zelensky is telling Biden, Hey, I need money, 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 money. And Biden, for some reason, with no questions asked, just keeps sending, sending money to them. Now, all of a sudden, President Biden signs an executive order sending troops or possibly sending some of our reserve members, some of our military to Ukraine. Isn't that kind of fun? Is that kind of winky dinky? Just, just, just. I'm not trying to talk as a child, but I'm just, just saying. There's a, there's something going on in Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen. And Zelensky has it at the forefront. Now Zelensky has been held up as a leader because he's standing up to Putin and he's fighting this war. And Ukraine hasn't lost. And look, I'm glad. I'm glad. Lee, I don't think people should be put into a socialist, a socialistic country. Um, I don't think they, I'm glad they didn't just bend down the knee to Putin. But ladies and gentlemen, there's something going on here. Because remember, Biden said, I believe it was last year, said something like he was not going to send any troops 
to Ukraine. But now we're authorizing support to Ukraine by our reserves. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he has already he already made the world know made the world know that we're short on some types of ammunition. Now we're trying to ramp up the production to get these uh, get this ammunition. Now he's going to send our troops, the people that are reserved to protect us here in the country, if something happens to Ukraine. Well, I just got the National Guard. It wouldn't surprise me he sent them either. But it's it just it's just, it just kind of funny. It's just it's just kind of funny that that now Biden is sending troops to Ukraine. Now I got that from Breitbart. I read, but I I had the the White House document or the White House news story from the White House that that they were doing this. Because you're gonna have people say, you're gonna have certain people say, oh well, you know, Isaac, that that's not true. That's not true whatsoever. All right, let's move on. Um, Trump praises GOP challenger, says he could be placed for him in the next, could be placed for him in the next administration. This comes from Fox News. And Fox News uh, went ahead, and uh, this was from three days ago, which would have been uh, Monday, I believe it was. Um, former President Donald Trump praises Senator Tim Scott, a Republican from South Carolina, and says the 2024 candidate may be a good fit in his Trump a good fit in Trump's own administration if he wins the White House. Trump made the comments during an appearance on Fox News Sunday morning. Uh, Futures with host Moretta Brennamore. I don't, I don't watch Fox News on Sundays. Um, Trump uh, complimented some in the Republican Party field during the interview, saying he believed that many of his fellow candidates were talented people and hinted that he was already having thoughts about a potential running mate. Is there anyone on that stage you see a potential running mate as your VP, um, the the host acts? Possibly. I mean, I think you have some good people on the stage. Actually, I think you have some very talented people. I've been impressed by some of them. Some of them I'm very friendly with, Trump responded. Actually, a number of them called me up not to ask for permission, but sort of ask for permission. Uh, they called me up. Uh, Call me up not to ask for permission, but sort of ask for permission to say they would like to do it. A number of people up there. I'm not going to embarrass them by saying who, but no, I think we have good people. I think we have good potential cabinet members to actually do that. Um, do you see your do you see yourself perhaps with the Senator Tim Scott, the host acts? I think he's a very good guy. He did we did have opportunity zones together. It's never been talked about. It's one of the most stressful economical development things ever done in this country. And Tim is very good. I mean, I could see Tim doing something with the administration, but he's he is right now campaigning. But Tim is a talented guy and you guys have other and you have other very talented people. So why am I bringing this story up? It's just kind of funny to me. OK, Ron DeSantis is one of the best governors here in the, in, in the country. I believe Ron DeSantis would be a good president. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that Ron DeSantis could do great things for the nation. I think Ron DeSantis would 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 right now be the best candidate for president. That is my view. Now, I'm not going to come over this microphone. I've already said this. I'm not going to trash Donald Trump. I have already said Donald Trump 
is my number two guy. If so, if Ron DeSantis today would say, look, I am dropping out. I don't think Tim Scott has the 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 the, the capability of being president. I don't think anybody else in the go. Uh, I think it's either Donald Trump or, uh, or Ron DeSantis. That is that is your two for the Republican Party. I, I I even think if one or the other would ask each other to be VP, that would be a dynamic duel. If, if Ron DeSantis would become the VP of Donald Trump, Donald Trump would win the White House hands down because the top two contestants right now for the Republican Party is Trump and DeSantis. If you put their numbers together, they smoke Donald Trump. And John uh, Chris Christie's 1% polling would go to the Democrat side, but I don't think we really worried about that because you would even have some independents that would come across into that, that realm. Say, look, Donald, we might not like Donald Trump, but we like Ron DeSantis. We think Ron DeSantis could do that. Do I see them being VP and president? No, I don't see that. I don't see Donald Trump being VP whatsoever. But going back to what I was saying, Donald Trump praises everybody else in the Republican Party. Everybody. He goes ahead and he 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 he, he praises Tim Scott. He praises uh he praises everybody else except Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis. That he, he praises all these, he praises every other, even Nikki Haley. He, he praises Nikki Haley. I'm not against Nikki Haley. I think Nikki Haley would be a good cabinet member. She was already. She has proven her role in that. But Donald Trump to come out and say, hey, I like Tim Scott. Tim Scott, some people call for my permission. Like Donald Trump had to give them permission to run for president. And if Donald Trump would have told them, no, you're not going to run, they would have said, oh, yes, great and mighty Trump. Oh, yes, great and mighty Trump. We're not going to run for president because you have told us No. And that's one reason why I, I, I'm not supporting Donald Trump uh, as my first candidate, because I think Donald Trump is arrogant in that. Like people have to go to him and they have to go ahead and ask his permission. No, they don't. They can run for president. It's a free country. I could run for president if I want. I've had presidential candidates on this per platform. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump does not have to give people permission to run for president. But according to Donald Trump, he thinks they have to. He thinks that that is that that that's the sole purpose of him right now. He's letting them run so they have candidates for people that don't like him that can vote. Donald Trump honestly thinks that he this Republican uh, pr primary should not even happen. All the candidates should drop out, and he should just be the sole runner. But that's not how this country works to begin with. Now, look, I'm not against, like I said, I'm not against Donald Trump. Donald Trump's my my number two guy. I like Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump's policies work. Is he the best fit for this for the president right now? I don't believe so. I think Ron DeSantis is. But going back to the article, I just I think or in this interview, Donald Trump. Yes, he's right. There's very there's a lot of talented people that are running for the Republican presidential candidate right now. Any one of them would be better, well, except Chris Christie. I don't I don't Chris Christie's a, a joke in my opinion. All, all he's saying, his whole platform is I'm against Donald Trump and he's thinking he's gonna win. But he's only have less than one percent. He the only reason he's gonna probably get on the stage is because of his name and that he's gonna be on there. There's possible he won't even make it on the stage. I don't know. You have mainstream media puffing him up because they want Chris Christie to run for president because he can lose against Joe Biden. That's all the reason why the media is puffing up. And also he's going against Trump. But ladies and gentlemen, Trump is he's right. There is some good talented people in there. But the problem with it is, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. It, it, he he's ignoring the main factor in this whole thing, too. The only reason he's going against Ron DeSantis 
is because I believe Ron Sands could beat him. Now, people are, and look, Republicans fall for this all the time when they try to prove their point. Oh, what about the polls? Donald Trump got the straw poll in this. Donald Trump. The only poll that matters is on election day. And in the primary, it, it, okay, let's use, for example, if Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, now, because they have some numbers that show Ron DeSantis is not gaining uh, 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 donations that much. Okay, I understand that, you know, donation money and all that, that's a good, that, that is a good factor. Donald Trump is getting more than millions. Donald Trump is getting more than, he's, he's outperforming Biden and any other Republican candidate. I understand that. But in reality, if somebody, if they go to the first primary and Ron DeSantis wins, Ron DeSantis has a very good shot. But if Ron DeSantis also loses by maybe one or two points, ah! Now, if you go to the first primary and he they, he blows everybody out the water, you wait for a couple of more primaries and you're going to start seeing these people start dropping out. Hey, we're not going to run for president because of this. I'm losing here. I'm losing there. But Donald Trump should be praising Ron DeSantis as well. Now, he didn't mention. He, he maybe did mean, but he, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it because Donald Trump and his supporters are some of the most brutal people. And I'm not talking about. People that listen to this show, it just I'm just saying some some people some people in Donald Trump's section calls Ron DeSantis his nickname that Donald Trump gave him. And I don't think that's right. You should you should go because you don't want to make Ron DeSantis damn as good. We don't want Ron DeSantis to be another Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin had so much potential, but she became damaged goods because of what the media did to him to her. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I, Donald Trump needs to go on a thin line. Like I said, a power, look, I would love to see Don, uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis on a ticket. That's a, I think that would be a dynamic duel. It would work out. You have uh, President Trump knows he can trust Ron DeSantis because they, they both believe on the same lines. I just, this is, that's just my view. I, I think Donald Trump saying, oh, I praise every other challenger except Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie. I just, I, I, I don't see that's a, I, 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 it makes Donald Trump in this article makes Donald Trump look bad. And look, I know I got a lot of friends that are so Donald Trump supporters. Oh, I love y'all guys, but I, that's, that's just how I feel on this. Why praise? I, I noticed that he praises everybody after Ron DeSantis. Why? Because I, he possibly feels Ron DeSantis is the threat that, that, that can, oh, that can take him away from him getting back to the white house. All right, um, Jason Aldean went ahead and made a new song, and the song is called um, uh, Try That in a Small Town. And this, uh, the country artist uh, had some backlash from it. I went and listened to the song, and I, it's a pretty catchy tune. It's a, it's a country rock vibe, and it, it's basically talking about the riots that happen in, uh, in the big cities. And... Basically, what Jason Aldean said, he said, try this in a small town. Try this in a small town and, and see what, um, see if you get away with it, basically. And he shows pictures of the riots back in 2020 and riots since then. And the song, the song has hit number one, and there's a reason why it has hit number one, but we're going to explain that in a little bit. But according to some on the left, some of the leftist politicians, uh, Jason Aldean did wrong by doing this song. Uh, the 46-year-old country uh, singer released a music video for his new three-minute uh, 
song on Friday, which deals with riots in the United States, as well as the random violence in some of the country's biggest cities since 2020. The song takes a sober tone as Aldine opens the video standing in front of the government building with images from the news report of carjacking displays behind him. Headlines that suffer uh, surface claiming the song was pro lynching racist and more. Um, the country star posted a lengthy statement on Twitter on Tuesday, slamming these claims as marvelous and dangerous. In the past 24 hours, I have been accused of re releasing a pro lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to the compassion that I directly quote was not too pleased with the nationwide BML protest. Aldine tweeted this, uh, reference is not only Marla's, uh, malice, uh, um, uh, I can't say that word, forgive me, but dangerous. <laughs> uh, there's not a single lyric in the song that refers to race or points it to, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try and respond, uh, respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far, he added. As Manny pointed out, I was presented a at Route 91 where so many lives, lives there lost, and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. Aldine continued, no one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines of families ripped apart. So, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the left, this, this target, the left. If you watch the video, like I said, it's a real good video. It's a real good song. And ladies and gentlemen, he, he ta he's talking and he's right. He, he's talking. It, 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 ladies and gentlemen. He just thought it was, it was basically saying that he's tired of seeing all this mess. Now, we know Jason Aldean is ultra conservative. He is, um, I say ultra conservative. He is more conservative than a lot of others. Um, he's part of the Buck Commander. He's he, he's good friends with Luke Bryan, uh, Willie Robinson, and all these other people. So we know his political views are on the line of, on the lines of, uh, on the lines of, uh, of, of, of conservatives. And we know that he did not like the BML rallies. We 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 know all that. We know all that from from what his views are. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the left. What, what got me about this? The left can go ahead and make a movie, can make a song, can make can make anything, can make anything that can prove their point. Uh, Disney has spent the last couple of years and lost a uh, almost a billion dollars on making movies that are pushing the LGBTQ community and their lifestyle. If you notice that Buzz Lightyear, uh, Strange Worlds, all this stuff, they have been pushing and they've been praised by the left. Oh, they're pushing the agenda. That, that's how they would probably say, but they're pushing the, the oneness. They're pushing uh, love. They're pushing, and it's, it's all right. But when a conservative goes ahead and makes a song or makes a movie, because we, we've seen this with the Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom, I've talked to somebody that watched it. They said they have some they have some parts they disagreed with. There was some language that they disagreed with, but at the same time, it showed a lot what was going on in the country, and the left is furious. Because a conservative-driven movie is, is is making more money than their their propaganda, and ladies and gentlemen, th th this right here, th this is showing the hypocrisy on the left. It's okay for the left to go ahead and make a movie. It's all right for the left to make a song that shows that their side of things. But when a conservative goes ahead and does it, he is a racist, homophobic bigot, and he's promoting lynching, which is not in the song. I've heard the song. I watched the video multiple times. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Aldean just wrote a song about his feelings. 
and his conservative views. But according to the left, that's wrong. You should not politicize songs. You should not politicize movies. You should not politicize all this stuff. It's funny that they do it, but we can't do it. We can't make a movie or a song that politicize that talks about our political views, but the left can go ahead and do all, all they want. It's the same thing with Christians in the uh, athletic world. You have you had Colin Kaepernick kneeling on the ground. You had you have you have uh, certain athletes coming out and saying they don't like America. You have you have all these athletes. You have people coming out and saying things, and they're praised and they're lifted up and they're saying, "Oh, you're you're wonderful. You're you're amazing because you took a stand and you went ahead and you made sure that your views were heard. You did the American way." But conservative Christians come out and say, "Hey, we're not going to kneel. We're not going to go ahead and wear the flag. We're not going to the pride flag. We're not going to. Oh, y'all bigots. You're not." sharing love with one another it's it's just it's just kind of funny that that we have people we have people on the left we have people that that go ahead and say you should not share your views or are you going to get canceled why do i say that cmt pulls jason aldeeds that try that in a small town video that's right cmt goes ahead and plays things this is from todd stearns um it is unclear how many times CNN played the video before polling it on Monday. Billboard reported others that confirming that the outlet has yanked the video. CMT declined to comment on the decision to cease playing the clip. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't watch CMT, CMT anyway, but the, the reason they pulled it out was because the people on the left were criticizing it as racist lynching videos. Ladies and gentlemen, and, and we don't live in a cancel culture where if you're a conservative you can go ahead but let some let some country artist that is woke write a song about how there's injustice in the black community or injustice in america i'm i'm just i'm i'm saying that now the only good thing about this and this article released <clears throat> the other day jason aldeans tried that in a small town shoots to number one aim backlash uh, the new music video of his song, "Try uh, Jason Aldean's songs, Try That in a Small Town, with anti-riot lyrics that slam leftist politics, has skyrocketed to the number one spot on iTunes charts, aimed backlash against the singer. Ladies and gentlemen, you know why it went to number one? It's not because it was controversial. It's because people, I, I didn't know about it until this, uh, until this whole controversy started. Uh, it went to number one because people want to hear it because they, they are more right-leaning instead of left-leaning and i think i think a lot of americans see the hypocrisy in this and it goes to the it goes to the narrative that if people are more progressive left-leaning socialistic people in america why did this song reach number one why didn't it tank because ladies and gentlemen i i'm gonna point you know to this uh this social culture war um, America is tired of this. America is tired of the left trying to push things down our throat. And more Americans are conservative than leftists. And ladies and gentlemen, it is sad that, that we have to see this in a music video that America shoots that to number one. And they, they, and then even videos, you see videos skyrocket, conservatives, the sound of freedom. Last time I looked, I made over $50 million more. They're making more money than Indiana Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, America is tired of this leftist, leaning, propaganda, mind-driven, idiotic, whatever you want, stories or propaganda that they're pushing. And ladies and gentlemen, th this is why Jason Aldean's song went up to number one. 
because America is not far left-leaning as you would think. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Uh, That's all the time we have for this morning. Thank you for listening to the show again. As I said in the first segment, please go ahead and like and subscribe to to the show. Tell your friends. That helped out more than you know. Also, if you want to support uh, this podcast uh, through financial means, you can go ahead and look in the description. Um, Also, thank you to Cajun Carts, our new sponsor. You can go ahead and check them out at CajunCarts.com. There are some good guys. uh, Listen to the ad and get the information if you're in the Lafayette area. And go check out Scotty's inventory and tell him Isaac Hayes sent you. So with that being said, we want to thank you again. Please remember Jesus Christ is king and he's coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be fate of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to me. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one. And he-